0: Welcome to Interviews with Entrepreneur Show, where we interview entrepreneurs who are super awesome in their niches. And guys, Arju here, back again with an amazing guest on our show. So today's guest story is totally inspiring. Like starting his journey from like being a firefighter to starting a company as a part-timer to building this like multi-million-dollar wellness company. Today's guest is Sam Tehara. If you don't know who Sam is, Sam is the president and founder of Liquid Vida. Uh, He, as I mentioned, he's a former firefighter, pandemic, who's an example of living an American dream. And uh, from starting this company as a part-timer to building this multi-million dollar wellness company, side-by-side, he recently also launched his own podcast, which is called The Healthy Point of View Podcast. He recently launched his own book, How to Win in Model Wellness. And his journey is truly inspiring about like how he actually done all of it and then Exploded this and revolutionized the modern wellness industry. We're gonna talk about like how these things actually works. What it's all about and everything in place as well. So the big question is this.
1: How these entrepreneurs who started from scratch and had no idea how to sell or market their products or services online. And then later on made over 6 figures, 7 figures or even 8 figures became best in their niches and found
0: their dream customers to sell. My name is RJ Himmat and find this all out in our Interviews with Entrepreneurs show. I interviewed these entrepreneurs and tried to pick their brain of how they actually did that and how. took their business as well as their life to the next level. This podcast is all about the entrepreneurs who strive so hard to become super
1: awesome in their niches. Welcome to Interviews with Entrepreneurs.
0: So please welcome Sam Dehara. Hey Sam. Hey RJ, how you doing? Thank you for having me. I'm great. How you doing? I'm doing well. It's a beautiful day here in paradise in South Florida. Awesome. Awesome. Well, your journey is truly inspiring, like starting your, your company as, you know, as a part-time with being a full-time firefighter and like, you know, just, just make that, like excelled it to a point where it influenced a life of a lot of people. So like, but for you, like how that spark actually started in the first place?
2: Well, you know, working in the fire department, uh, for many years, I, I, I worked, uh, and public service as a firefighter paramedic for 12 years. Um, you know, the, the firefighters here in South Florida, we have a very unique schedule, right? Our schedule is work 24 hours on, 24 hours straight, and then we're off for 48 hours. So during those 48 hours, you have two options. You can spend the little bit of money that you've made working your government job as a firefighter paramedic, or you could do what most firefighters do is supplement their income on their days off by doing some kind of service work, some kind of trade, uh, owning a landscaping company, pressure cleaning, uh, uh, you know, working part-time in the hospital, in the ERs. And what I decided to do is take my free time on my days off, supplement my income by getting involved in the wellness space, starting off with IV vitamin therapy. Um, so yeah, it, it started as a, a part-time gig just to supplement my income. And it was something that kind of grew its
0: own legs and and became what it is today. That's, that's amazing. So with, with that particular aspect, was getting into the wellness company, even though you chose or selected that, even in your part-time, was that a hobby or a passion for you that time?
2: Well, yeah, I've always been uh, passionate about health and wellness. I used to actually uh, compete in the world of bodybuilding, uh, men's physique to be exact, in my early 20s. Um, so I was always a health enthusiast, uh, very much so into nutrition, um, more on the biochemistry side of how your body performs um, internally. And that's where I took you know, my medical background as a paramedic, understanding the human anatomy and the human biology and uh, connected that with so- some of the different services and modalities in the wellness space, more on the clinical side, um, to be able to start not just helping myself out throughout my health and wellness journey but uh, to help other people out. Um, obviously, my background as a firefighter, paramedic, uh, I, I've always wanted a job that's rewarding, that I can see a lot of my hard work come to fruition. And why not do it in a way of health and wellness and
0: prevention? Yeah, that's that's really interesting. So for, so for you being as a firefighter, do you, what are the traits you think that you actually carried off in the business as well? Like, what, what do you think about that?
2: Well, um, if, if I understand what you're asking here, I, I would say is a few things. So, um, you know, the, the business side is is something that has come to me naturally. Um, I wouldn't say the fire department has fed anything to my success in business, but the, what I will say is that being a firefighter paramedic and gaining those skill sets in the medical field is what allowed me to actually launch Liquivita, um, You know, because I was the first employee, I was the guy that was going to people's homes and delivering these nutrients intravenously. And the only reason I was able to do that is because obviously I was uh, licensed as a paramedic to do so.
0: Yeah. Makes total sense. So it's almost been a decade since you started, uh, which is definitely amazing. What would the transition that actually happened from the time you started in the modern wellness space to the time right now? that 10 years can change a lot of things, right? So, like, what are the transitions that you actually witnessed, uh, which were um, enormous changes in the modern wellness industry?
2: Well, you know, uh, internally, uh, as as the organization uh, grew, there was a lot of uh, noticeable changes on my end, right? Uh, not speaking on behalf of the industry, I'm speaking more as is, as in Liquivita from... Being a one-man show to then having an organization that consists of over 450 uh, people and strategic roles, right? Um, and, and those transitions as an organization grows and develops and systems and processes go into place and automation goes into place, um, you start to see uh, many changes happen internally. And and that's not just here in the U.S., but even globally where we have uh, our global operators or GOs in different parts of the globe that are helping us uh, scale our business and, and further structure what we um, have in place, um, administratively and operationally. So um, initially, you know, obviously starting as, as the single employee of Liquivito, once I, after a year of doing that, I put a whole team together, a management team of five equity partners, um, to be able to, you know, on a fireman's salary, to be able to afford to grow this business towards that. Um, financially, you know, I wasn't able to do it at a fireman salary. So that's where I pitched my idea to uh, a handful of people, uh, that became my partners, our attorneys, our CFO, our chief marketing officer and our chief medical officer. So for, for many years, for about four, four years or so, um, all of us put in our work to sweat equity. Um, where basically, we didn't collect a dime. We were all still working at full time jobs and we developed this company to what it is today you know, where it's a multi-million dollar company servicing, you know, uh, patients and doctors all throughout the United States.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's really amazing. Especially it is, it is a prime example of, uh, of not ending up in a victim mentality where you can start everything in the initial start and then go around and see like who comes in a better role and then just go from there as well. Right.
2: Right. Right.
0: Yeah. That's cool. So like, When we talk about like modern wellness, I'm I'm really trying to understand the fact is how you actually differentiate of somebody who's actually using ancient strategies, which was old orthodox versus the modern strategies, which might be different, but ending up in either a same result or a better outcome for a person in any way or shape. How you actually differentiate the ancient wellness side, how people were using in the past or the modern side, or how people are using in the future, or in the current state, have you actually differentiate the difference between both of those? Um,
2: so, when you talk about the modern wellness industry, um, the, the the biggest thing that we're focused on is more of the proactive, preventative approach to medicine. Versus um, what we're comparing it to is you know traditional medicine. It's more of a sick cure model where it's very reactive. Where uh, what we do in traditional medicine is we're waiting until someone's getting sick or gets sick, and then from there try to take care of them and minimize their symptoms. Um, the level of curing whatever the root cause is, it, it's not necessarily there. Um, and, and by no way, by no ways or means, am I disregarding traditional medicine? I think traditional medicine has a place and has saved many, many lives, right? But what we do is more of taking that proactive preventative approach to medicine where uh, our goal is to not even allow you and your body to ever even need traditional medicine, right? So if you can prevent it where you don't need some of these traditional treatments because you're not going to get sick, that's our goal is for you to be able to have, number one, the knowledge, and skill set to be able to take care of your health where you don't end up having these chronic illnesses and disease.
0: I mean, what, what I'm understanding right now is the difference between both of those is that first, like in the traditional way, you mostly end up being sick and then getting treated instead of like preventing it in the first place, right? Correct. Got it. Got it. That makes sense. So with the aspect of that, you also started to when you started to expand, you created these like multiple franchises as well. With even in in the other business models, franchises is having a more robust SOPs, like transfer it. and uh, it is more around product based, and it uh, it is more around productized. But when it comes to the wellness side, it is I feel like it is it have requires a lot of work. So like how will or how much it was challenging for you uh, to create franchises based off the modern wellness and the medical side of it as well?
2: Yeah, so definitely creating a franchise model on the the wellness side, where it's a yeah. lot of these actual services that require a, a particular skill set uh, on a medical standpoint, where these are things that they don't teach you in medical school. These are things that you learn through. Um, fellowships through accredited organizations post medical school. Um, it has been challenging, you know. So what, one thing I tell people, uh, Liquivita, when it comes to the franchise world, um, and I say this to our franchisees as they come aboard, is that Liquivita doesn't provide jobs; it provides careers. And the difference is, and I'll give you an example. I yeah. was uh, com- communicating with a franchise prospect. That was potentially interested in opening up a Vita franchise and this prospect owns a bunch of uh, it's, it's a, almost like a fast food restaurant they had they make burritos on the go you know uh, Mexican burritos And one of the things that um, he brought up in the conversation he says you know one of the, one of the issues they have in their burrito franchise is that um, uh, uh, staff retention, you know employee mm-hmm. retention. And I, I told him, I says, well, elaborate on that a little bit. And he says, well, most of his uh, employees, they last for two years and then they go elsewhere. And I asked him why. And he says, well, most of their employees are either high school kids or college kids. And typically, you know, the high school kids are usually either uh, junior junior or senior year in high in high school. And they usually end up going off to college somewhere. So, you know, then they, they you know, they're no longer around the uh, burrito store. And then the college kids, you know, once they're done with college, they typically end up going to their um, uh, field of choice of what they went to school for. So now with Liquavita, on the other hand, the people that we hire are people that went through some kind of formal training to do this as a career, right? So we have people with master's degrees, with doctorates, like our medical practitioners, we have a lot of employees with vocational degrees, like some of our nurses or paramedics that do the administration of some of our uh of our treatments, um, our estheticians that do the facials. These are people that have spent two three years going to school because this is what they want to do for a career. So uh, a little bit different. It's a little bit more challenging because you know when you're talking about putting someone in a employee position that it's a career, well you have to treat it like this is something that you know has all of the benefits that a typical. Uh, career would have, you know, meaning uh, medical insurance, uh, retirement options, you know, 401k. So those are all things that we've developed in the liquid franchise model to make sure we offer these things to the employees that we bring aboard. board.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, like that, that's a massive difference between like how they were doing it. And on the other side, how you were doing it, right? You were considering it as a more of a business side and not as a way just to get things done at least for now and then and then panic later on, correct? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, that, that that's
2: the truth, you know, and it, it's one thing when you have one or two locations of your own, of any business Definitely. at the point in time that you're planning on duplicating the business and you want uh, any location you open to perform and act in the same way as all of your other locations. That's where now you have to start uh, tapping into different systems and processes so things are consistent. So having one or two locations, that's easy. You know, now when you want to duplicate it and make sure every location is representing the initial location of how the brand was established, the culture of the business, um, then that takes a significant amount of work and that takes many people uh, to, to, to develop and continue
0: to grow. Yeah, Exactly. So uh, on the basis of that, I think it's going to be an interesting question to ask uh, because a lot of people, especially a lot of entrepreneurs who who gets into the online stuff or who start to make money, but on the other side, even though they're making money, they're not happy. uh, And money and fulfillment is not, you know, is not similar, not exactly the case. And some people just to uh, be in their sanity, love to take Supplements, love to do yoga, love to do meditation, stuff like that. So for you, who is definitely a successful business owner, how somebody should take their business uh, on the growth side without losing their sanity? So how they can grow their business without losing their sanity, what are the main characteristics or points you think are essential for somebody uh, to be a fighting out I would say? Yeah,
2: well... Uh, <laughs> Well, being an entrepreneur throughout that succeeding process, it's very easy to lose your sanity, right? Um, first thing first is you have to be happy uh, with with what you're doing as a career choice, um, regardless if you're working for someone or you're working for yourself. So, so whatever you decide to do as a career, um, and if that's you being a business owner, uh, most importantly is you have to find something that's rewarding, right? Um, And I'll give you an example of of what happened with me. You know, when when I started working at the fire department at the age of 20, right, very young, I knew what I wanted to do. I wanted what I assumed was the most rewarding job in the entire world, where I'm classified as a hero, you know, being a fire I'm a hero. Um, Well, that wasn't the case, you know, um, when I worked at the fire department. What ended up happening is we would run these 911 EMS calls, these emergency medical service calls, and we would take these patients to the hospital. We would tell the patient what they need to do so they don't end up back in the hospital. We would hear the doctors tell these patients what they need to do. And unfortunately, a lot of the people that we would run these emergency calls on, they didn't want to help themselves. So you know what would happen? Two, two to three days later, we were back there, picking them up from their homes and taking them to the emergency room in the hospital. Um, so it wasn't rewarding. You know, unfortunately, I didn't see my hard work of why I went to school and became a firefighter paramedic come to fruition. And now, l- listen, don't get me wrong, whether the, the the car accidents and the fires where you had those immediate saves and you actually saved someone out of there, you did, but that was about 10% of the job. Now, yeah. with Liquid VDAP, going into the... Proactive, preventative approach to health and wellness medicine. Right, having our clinics, we don't take insurance. What we do is all out of pocket pay. The people that come to Liquivita, they want to help themselves, right? So what ended up happening was the complete opposite of where you know eighty percent of my clientele with Liquivita, These people actually listen to what we tell them, what the doctors tell them, and about. Eighty percent of the time, we're seeing all of our hard work come to fruition, and and truthfully, RJ, that's one of the most rewarding things you can ever experience in business, especially in my line of work in business. Is when you see, you know, people change their life, health, and wellness-wise. You see them lose a tremendous amount of weight. You see them look better, feel better. Their self-esteem is out the roof. That's what's rewarding, and that's what keeps me going. Wow.
0: Well. Wow. So like changing that self-behavior just because you know uh, what you need to do in order to change the self-behavior is is a crucial thing, right? Right. Got it, got it. Yeah, because like as you mentioned um, with your story right now, it's like most people are like, oh, you know, we want to do it. We kind of like, they're dabbling in a lot of cases. They're like, oh, you know, we want to save ourselves, but kind of not because we don't want to put the hard work and effort just to make those things work out. So that's, I think, what, what I'm getting like uh, from what you said.
2: Yeah, that, that's exactly it. With our patients, they really do want to put in the effort. And, you know, when you surround yourself with the right energy, where you're surrounding yourself, yourself even though they're your, our clients, but when you start surrounding yourself with people that have that motivation, that do want to take care of themselves and have that positive energy, that positive energy you start vibing on it and it just it elevates you internally, mentally, physically, you know, that that's who I'm surrounding myself with people that want to make a difference. They want to make a difference in themselves. And when you get exposed to that day in and day out, it's, it's, it's almost like a, uh, a, an extension cord that plugs into the electrical outlet. And now I'm fully energized and, and wa- want to do more and more.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. So one thing i really love to add, um, well, from a lot of people out there, especially who have a wide range of team members or different products or how they're expanding, et cetera, is how uh, they keep their mental bandwidth completely clear and size while growing their team members, stuff like that and growing their business and having a clear mental bandwidth. So for a lot of people out there, it sometimes becomes chaos, especially even like when, when growing their team, but then like, oh, you know, it's not going according to the plan. Something is wrong here. Something goes wrong here. So for you personally, uh, since you're not only growing the customers and expanding or the franchise and expanding, you're also expanding your team in of itself. So like for you, how you keep that mental bandwidth around that just to make sure most of the things happens how it was supposed to happen? Well,
2: um, you know... And the one thing I'll say is you have to have uh, multiple filters in place to keep that your mindset in the right direction, right? Um, and what I mean by multiple different filters is as your team starts to grow, you have different levels of leadership in your hierarchy. Um, you know, I'm not dealing with with the mundane the task on a day to day basis at the store level. You know, what I'm yeah. doing as the president and founder of the of, of the organization is I'm providing leadership to my C-level executives. So as long as you have those filters in place and it allows you to to keep your focus on the bigger picture, that's what's most important. Um, alongside with that, on a personal level, you know, there, there's three things that you should always focus on to keep your, your mental, emotional, spiritual, all of that um, in, in the right direction. And that's mind, body, spirit, right? You have to make sure you're taking care of your mind meditation is key uh connecting you know um making sure again your mind is right making sure your body is right right your 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 being of your body is extremely important making sure you're feeding yourself all of the proper nutrients Uh, making sure that you're physically working out exercising movement is one thing that i always tell people and then uh that spiritual connection uh, regardless what religion you come from or that, that you represent, making sure that you have that spiritual connection, um, even if it's something that you're just connecting with, with the earth, with the different frequencies, those three things are extremely important throughout that succeeding process.
0: Makes sense. Makes sense. So uh, since I know for a fact that, you know, Liquid like Vida offered like different range of services, like one of them is also the body enhancement right? In, in a lot of different ways uh, as well. Uh, I'm, I'm really curious uh, to ask, like, have you guys ever either witnessed inside of Liquid Vida, like okay. somebody comes in and they're like, hey, you know, I want to ask like this and that, which is, which might sound weird, not even like look suitable on that particular person, or even in like in external case, have you saw somebody comes in like, hey, you know, I want to enhance this on my body, uh, which might not look good, you know, for a fact as as an expert, but they're like, You know, they're like, hey, you know, just do it, whatever it it takes. So have you had any case that you saw or witnessed?
2: Yeah, I mean, so uh, for someone to enhance certain parts of their body or something like that, um, where you and I might think it's ridiculous, but that's very subjective, right? So if we have a patient that comes in who wants the bigger lips, you know, or, or something like that, that, that's what's going to help that person have that better self-esteem. So it's it's one thing that we do a thorough evaluation of what the, what the patient you know we call them clients but what the patient is requesting but but you know before we make any decision, uh, the biggest things that we have to take in consideration and these are the factors is number one is it clinically safe for us to do this mm-hmm. right? If the answer is no, then we don't engage. Um, doesn't mean that there's not another medical practitioner that would do the job. Um, so first, we want to make sure that it's clinically safe for us to do this procedure on the patient, and then number two, is it clinically appropriate for us to do it? You know, because there there is uh, uh, you know ethics involved, and we're not just going to start transforming people because they want to be transformed. Um, okay. And that's one thing that we've seen in the years that have uh, come recently, is with a lot of the uh, Kim Kardashians on TV and uh, all these people that are to beauty. All of a sudden, uh, our aesthetic side, that our targeted demographic was age 35 and up. Now we have parents contacting us to see if their 16-year-old kid can come get their lips done. which obviously for us, that's, that's a big no. Yeah, you have to be at least an adult to make those
0: decisions. Yes. So, wow, this is, this, this is like crazy. Like just to even like hear that. Well, do you think like in, in any way or case, uh, the social media is affecting that even in, in the younger generation in of itself?
2: Of course. Yeah, social media definitely, has definitely taken a big play on that. Um, you know, when, when you get certain images in front of you day in and day out of what is considered beauty, right? So uh, people are being programmed with that, and that's what they want. They, they want uh, what they consider aesthetically pleasing or aesthetically attractive, and uh, they, chase, they chase after that. Um, so again, it, it's one thing that we have to, especially on the aesthetic side, is make sure that it's clinically safe and qu- clinically appropriate for us to do so.
0: Awesome. Awesome. So apart from that, you recently launched your book, first of all, congratulations, How to Win in Modern Wellness. It was definitely an amazing launch. For the people who don't know about that, can you like let us know like what that book is all about? You had so many other uh, co-authors who were the part of the book as well. Can you like walk us through a little bit of it? Like what was the book all about uh, and how it can help other people out who's listening and watching? Yeah,
2: absolutely. So I, I did recently just publish my book, How to Win in Modern Wellness. Um, it's available on amazon in the book that i put together uh there's several very sharp minds that have been interviewed in the book they all have their own separate chapters in the book and um what motivated me to put this book together is when i first got into the industry um, i decided to go against the cutthroat mentality and what does that mean um my competitors i built relationships with them instead of being against them from the beginning so A lot of the leaders in the health and wellness industry, you know, specializing in modern wellness, a lot of those competitors, I've built very, very strong relationships. Some of them are top CEOs of their companies. We have uh, attorneys in the industries, marketers in the industry, doctors inside of the industry, other franchisors. And what I did is um, give them the opportunity to have a chapter in my book and you know, what we're talking about is how we're all winning together in this world of modern wellness. So everyone talks about some of their challenges, some of the things that they see coming in the future in the health and wellness industry, how they did it also. Um, So the book has become a awesome help guide um, for for people that are trying to get into this growing industry, where they can kind of hear it from some of the leaders in the industry on what to expect, the challenges they went through um things that are uh, potentially coming down the line uh in regards to regulatory uh what's happening on the marketing side on the operational side um and be that self-help guide for for people getting into the industry and then for the regular person who's just more of a consumer of the health and wellness industry the book is a good read for people to understand a lot of these different services and modalities that are available in the world of biohacking
0: and, and, and modern wellness. Got it. Got it. So first of all, like, I will post up the link of the book in the description down below uh, so that people can put their hands over and uh, even like for most of the people who are the consumer side can at least understand some factors directly from the expert instead of taking like, so many opinions uh, there that are on Let's say on Google or YouTube, and then deciding to the fact, you know, which might suit them based of their personality and et cetera.
2: Right. Awesome.
0: Yeah, that's great. Well, uh, Sam, first of all, thank you so much for being on the show today. What is your next goal? What is your next plan? Where are you heading at the moment?
2: Well, my goal is to bring health and wellness to the masses, um, bring it all throughout the United States and uh, open up more health and wellness centers. Um, Obviously, we also are on the pharmacy side where we've helped uh, a a large pharmacy develop their IV vitamin therapy line through Liquor Vita as the the branding component. And our goal is to get more of our product um, throughout the United States into more doctors' hands that are offering IV nutrition.
1: Amazing. Amazing. Well,
0: uh, I will put put up all of the links in the description down below of Sam uh, and his products and the book uh, also in the show notes. So most people can go in and check those out and be the part of Sam's world. Well, Sam, thank you so much once again. Any last thing you want to say before we round the show up?
2: RJ, again, most important thing here is we always talk about success. We always talk about growing our business and you know, hopefully having that big exit, that big payday one day. Um, But what people have to remember, and this is what's most important throughout the succeeding process, is that the most important currency, the most valuable currency, it's not the dollar, it's not the yen, it's not the peso, it's not the Bitcoin, it's not cryptocurrency, it's your health, right? Health is wealth. Without your health, you have absolutely nothing. There's no point of working so hard if you don't have your health. So making your health, your number one priority is what's most important throughout that succeeding process.
0: Wow, that's that's amazing. Yeah, guys, thank you so much for watching and we're definitely going to see you guys in the next episode.
1: Until then, peace out. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Now, if you're someone who wants to interview these super successful entrepreneurs so that you can build multi-million dollar network alongside leveraging their audience as well, I've created a script that allowed me to book over $1 billion plus worth of entrepreneurs on my show and you can get it free for now. So just go to BillionDollarScript.com and it's BillionDollarScript.com and don't forget to leave a 5 star review and I will see you guys in the next one. for listening to the podcast now if you're someone who wants to interview these super successful entrepreneurs so that you can build multi-million dollar network alongside leveraging their audience as well i've created a script that allowed me to book over 1 billion dollar plus worth of entrepreneurs on my show and you can get it free for now so just go to billiondollarscript.com and it's billiondollarscript.com and don't forget to leave a five-star review and i will see you guys in the next one